I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 76 and today I am going to talk about identity and forming habits and specifically kind of how we're thinking about either New Year's resolutions or goals we have for this next year. So hopefully this will be a little bit helpful and it's going to build upon my last episode 75, which was a little bit about 1% gains and thinking it in small little bits. Okay. First, happy new year, everybody. Welcome to 2022. I don't know if it's just me or is it the like 2021 just like sped by and then it sort of didn't. So I don't know. I just feel like, wow, here we are. We already went through 2021 and I was supposed to give you, well, I had told you that I'd be back after the new year, but last week I came down with covid because that's crazy right now, Omicron. We went out of town and there was just always this worry. Like first, before we left, oh my gosh, everybody don't get sick so we can get on the airplane. And then everybody don't get sick so we don't get other people sick. Or everybody don't get sick so we can fly back home. I think it's a little bit stressful. Are you guys not feeling that? So when I came home, it was literally like that evening after we flew home that I started getting symptoms. And looking back, I think I had started getting a sore throat, but like our plane had been delayed for almost three hours. And I didn't really have a ton to drink. So I just thought, I had just a dry throat, but I didn't. (laughs) I mean, I probably did, but I also ended up having COVID. So yeah, so I spent all last week being sick, but I will have to say compared to when my husband had it um, last year, seemed way milder. Like I was feeling better for sure by day four and five, my energy was back. And then grateful that the CDC like recommends you only have to isolate for five days because I was kind of getting sick of my room. (laughs) So I am back and feeling good. Hopefully I'm not too, I still feel like Um, I may sound a little bit congested, but maybe it's just me. But anyway, 
It's been fun to think about this new topic, this idea of identity and what that means with your goals. So I talked a little bit about the book Atomic Habits last week. I just had read the very first chapter and then my brother was nice enough. He sent me a gift of this audible book of Atomic Habits. So I've been listening to it over break, on and off, and I have really enjoyed all of his tips on how to create new habits, get rid of bad habits, but he's very practical. This is James Clear, the author, is practical about just how you think about stuff you do every day. So I thought for the next few weeks, instead of trying to cram it all into one episode, I'm going to just highlight a few of the things that I thought were really helpful and I would recommend this book. And he also has a newsletter, which I have like a special link to, which I will put in my show notes that you get twice a week. And he actually, there are really cool quotes in there and things that you can think about and He's also doing this like 30-day habit, like teaching how do you get to new habits. And it's it has a lot of stuff from his book. And that's all free. So I'll put the links in my show notes or just in the descriptions, wherever you listen to this. And it, the part where it says a little bit about the podcast, if you keep scrolling down, I will have a few links for those uh, if you're interested. Okay, so the second chapter I thought kind of intriguing because it begins by saying usually at the beginning of the year when we want to start a goal or new habit, we just think about what we want to accomplish. Or if we have a, some, a bad habit that we have, we think about, okay, this is something I don't want to do anymore. But we don't really go deep into why we do those things or what are the beliefs behind these behaviors that we're doing, these little habits. So his point is that you want to start by thinking about not necessarily what you want to accomplish, but who you want to become. So I know for me this year, I was like, okay, I want to like clean out my storage room. There's this um, hutch that we've been like ordering cabinets. We're going to kind of build ourselves. I'm looking forward to doing that. And maybe this spring, I really want to try the garden like with my kids to see if that would be a fun thing. And all of those things, I did not even begin to think about, well, who do I want to be to make sure that I can accomplish those things? And so that's what he's saying is the when you are the most successful is when you start identifying with a certain, let's say, habit or um, kind of behavior that if you identify with that behavior, like you would say, I am, let's say, an athlete, or I'm some, I am a musician. So then you would start doing behaviors if you really identified with that, 
then it's easy to continue on with behaviors like working out regularly or practicing regularly. Those two things go together because you identify and it doesn't seem hard. Which goes on in the rest of his book. He kind of starts to say how you can start developing new habits. And he has these four steps, which I'll go into um, next week. But he wants you to really begin with thinking about all the beliefs and the stories you might be telling yourself, either with habits you want to stop or habits that you want to start with or goals you want to accomplish. And so he's saying a lot of times we sabotage ourselves when we start something new. So typically at a new year, right, everyone says, hey, I'm going to get in shape or I'm going to lose those 10, 15 pounds that I've been wanting to get off my body. But instead, he says, maybe we, you just need to really look deep and you want to put some processes in place that will get you so that it will be a permanent change. So it's not just like, I'm going to crash diet and take these 15 pounds off, but then they're all going to come back on. So what was the point with that? Or he was saying, you know, sometimes we tell ourselves stories like, I am not really a morning person. I tend to run late. All of those things are true about me. (laughs) Or stories I have that maybe I want to change. And so how do we go about changing that is that sometimes we need to really think deeper about the stories we tell ourselves about certain actions we take. So I have noticed over the past two years, as I have been doing this podcast, I can't believe it's like coming up in April, it'll be two years I've been doing this. What? Crazy. Anyway, that before, I wouldn't necessarily always tell people like, I am a podcaster. I would say, you know, lately I've been doing this podcast and it's kind of a fun little hobby. But now I can say I am like identifying as a podcaster. Seems like a really, instead of like, I, you know, I do this podcast, I am a podcaster. If I now start identifying as I am a podcaster, that will probably make sure that I will maybe make an effort to just keep this going. Like I won't just be like, yeah, I'm done with that. Now I feel it's like becoming part of who I am and and I like that. And so that is what I think James Clear is trying to tell you is as you begin to think about your goals or maybe a habit you want to start or stop, think a little deeper and maybe begin with, well, who do I want to become and what are different things that I'd have to do to become that type of person, if that makes sense. So for me, I really do each week make a podcast. I think of ideas, I write an outline, I do research, I record, I edit, and I put it out there. So I guess I am a podcaster. Each week I am doing little things to put out a podcast. There's also 
things that I don't identify with. Like many of you, like I have never been a smoker in my life. So I am not a smoker. I would never identify as that. And I don't think that that's going to change unless I have some value shift, right? But there are also things that I talked about this earlier in the year that sometimes I think our identity shifts a little bit when we go through different transitions, when someone we love dies and we're like that identity of who we are is like we have to really think about that again. Or like when your kids start getting older, you're the same, but you're a different parent. Like it's very different when you have parents of like small kids than when you when you're a parent of teenagers. Like it's just a even though I have similar values and I kept those values that I want to teach my kids, but it's it's just very, very different. And so Part of the whole idea of who I want to become or this process of becoming, it's like a never-ending process. You're going to evaluate, edit, change, update, and that is all good. Like, I don't think you come to a certain place where you're like, you know what? I am good. I become everything I wanted to be. <laughs> that would be amazing. But then I think once you would get to that point, you probably wouldn't stop what you're doing. You would keep doing it and probably want to reach other goals as well. Just because you have evaluated, edit, update, there are things that you may want to change and things that you may not like doing anymore. I just think it's an interesting, this idea of who do I want to become? What actions do I want to take that really literally become part of my identity? And in the book, he says the word identity was originally derived from the Latin word essentitas, which means being, and identidem, which means repeatedly. So your identity is literally your repeated beingness. So your repeated behavior is the evidence of your being or your identity. And so then he talks about how that is where these little tiny shifts, like he was talking about in the first chapter and what I talked about last week was just like the 1% gains. It really really does make a difference because you're putting yourself on this trajectory of this new person that you want to become. And he says, repeatedly doing something is like casting a vote for something we want in our lives, whether good or bad. Whether we get up to work out every day or choosing to stay in bed. Each time we do something, it is a vote for that as part of our identity. So what I really liked is what James Clear emphasizes is that we don't have to be a perfect like action each time to make it be part of our identity. It's just like a majority vote. So the majority of the time, I do this. So for instance, I really do enjoy getting a workout in every morning. It's become a habit. The first thing I do every day is just put on workout clothes. And then after my kids are all off 
to school, I will work out. Or sometimes I'll get up earlier than them. But with seminary, that's kind of impossible. So like, depending on how I'm feeling during the day, sometimes I'll get it done um, just after people leave for seminary or just after all my kids are off and going. And so I love that. But sometimes I don't do it every day. There are some days I don't work out on Sundays. And then there are some times where I'll be too busy. I'll have something that I'll have to get to early in the morning. Or I'll be on vacation. And sometimes I just don't want to get up early and work out. I may get a workout in or go for a walk while I'm on vacation, but sometimes I just don't want to make it a big deal or I might not have the equipment to keep going with whatever workout I'm working on. So I remember when Nate and I went on our cruise, I literally did not work out the whole week. I mean, we were walking all over the place, but when I came back, I just got right back to my routine because that's what I was would do when I am home. So I think it's also really a healthy way to think about it as you are identifying in a certain way is that the majority of of the time I do this thing. And because sometimes I also get worried that when I share things with you guys and suggest things that I'm doing or tell you about some things that I'm doing, that I... I'm being authentic, like I truly do do those things and I try to keep doing those things or I've tried out those things. But I like this idea of like, you do those things the majority of the time. You're not perfect at it, but that's part of who you are the majority of the time. And so he's just saying, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So he says, sometimes that's really good in the good things you're doing. And sometimes that's like a double-edged sword in some of the bad habits that we might have. But I think as it all kind of evens out, we're all going to have a little bit of the good and the bad. But what are you doing the majority of the time that you feel like is helping you become the person you want to be? And then he kind of talks about that's why... When you have a shift in what you identify with, and he has a story of a friend of his that was constantly, he just really had a nail-biting problem, and he wanted that habit to change. And so he, I think he made this deal with his wife that, you know, I'm not going to bite my nails for a while. And then he decided to have his wife schedule him a manicure because it was like the first time his nails were long enough to even get manicured. And so he went to the to the nail salon to get a manicure. And afterwards, he was so proud of how his nails looked that he didn't even go back ever to biting his nails. It became part of his identity. He was really proud. He wanted to keep that, being proud of that, a part of him. And so it wasn't a hard thing for him to not bite his nails anymore. And so that's why he says meaningful change does not always require radical change. 
but that it is this paradox of making small improvements, but you've almost made this shift in your brain of what you identify with. Okay, so all of that really makes so much sense and I think it really does make a difference. If you want to change something about you, I think it's good to really go deep and figure that out. But I have to be honest, after I heard this chapter, I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't really want to think about all this heavy stuff. Like, who do I want to become? I'm kind of okay with who I am, but the fact is I have a storage room that's filled with all this stuff that I need to clear out. So that's what I want to do. That's a goal I want to have. Or I want my kids to start getting in a better habit of picking up their rooms. Like, I was a little bit rebellious about this idea of like, think about who do you want to become? Because that's so important. And I just was like, ah, I don't really want to think about that. (laughs) So he does say that it sometimes is easy to start with a goal that you want to do. And then if that's something that you want to continue, like if you finish the goal and you notice something different about you. So for instance, remember me and my making my bed goal. I still make my bed. Even I noticed today, like right before I was about to record my podcast, that I hadn't made my bed. So I was like, oh, I got to make my bed. I don't know who I am now if I am really different because I make my bed every day. But now that is something that I, I guess, if I think about it kind of like the guy with the nails I take pride in. I like having my bed made every day. And so sometimes it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, you know, like I, I don't know if it's easier to try to accomplish a goal and then see how that's changed you or think about how you want to change really deeply and then find ways to get there. I think he's saying, you know, there there are two ways that you can do that. So for instance, with the storage room, in the book, he kind of suggests like, who would I have to be or what type of person keeps a clean storage room? Really, what type of person? No, I'm just kidding. Who does that? Um, And then I can kind of look back and maybe it's simple, like maybe again, it goes back to like that decluttering habit and I don't know, emphasizing certain rooms. I honestly... There are lots of people with clean storage rooms and maybe I need to interview them. And who are you? <laughs> I think it takes an, a lot of decluttering and then this maintaining and part of, you know, feeling good about wanting to keep your space, everything in its place type thing. If you're feeling after this, listening this, like, I don't know who I want to become. I just know I want to, there's a few goals I have for this year. But I think it's still a good place to start because having that desire to accomplish that said thing will change you in a way. 
and you're taking, you know, you're voting for that to be part of who you identify with at this point in your life. I was also thinking about the spring, how I think it'd be fun. I wanted to build these planters and try to garden more with my kids. But I also want to set it up so it's a little bit fun and easy. So how do I do that? How do I become a gardener? Well, I have a neighbor who is like this serious gardener. And what does he do every day in the spring and summer? Well, he's working out in his garden every day. Now, I don't want to have like a giant garden. I just want to have a handful of like above ground little cases. I don't right now, can't think of the word. And I can start small. So maybe my work would be, yes, I'm out there every day, but it's only like 15, 20 minutes looking and making sure all the things are there. So I think it is helpful, this idea of identity, who do you want to become? If you're having a hard time deciding even what you want to do, maybe starting with who do you want to become and starting with some small thing that might help you reach that. Or if you already have some things in mind that you want to accomplish, then just work towards them and and notice how you can start shifting your belief and your stories into, oh, I guess I am a person now who makes my bed every morning. Or I guess I have become, you know, a someone who likes to garden and I identify now as a gardener, whether it be a novice or not. So hopefully this idea of identity might help you this year as you're thinking about goals or habits or um, the type of person you want to become. And if you're not ready to go super deep into thinking about all the stories you tell yourself and and how that all looks, because honestly, sometimes that's really exhausting. <laughs> like I just want this cleaned up. <laughs> Um, it's okay to, I think, start that way too. Like, I think it's all really good information and thought-provoking. <laughs> um, so if you're interested in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, it, I think, so I get these newsletters from him every week and It was on sale on Amazon, but apparently he's not really in charge of like when it's on sale. But I know you can also get it from the library as well. Anyway, really good book. I'll be talking a little bit more about it next week. But you guys, just think about who do you want to become because of the things that you're doing. And that all helps you guys and I'm so glad to be back for the new year and I will talk to you next week okay thanks for listening bye I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you have any questions come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. 
special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 